Peltero Pickle, episode 93. We've got a special guest this week, Chris Lanzilli of Arkansas Baseball, heading to the NCAA College World Series. Pretty excited to have him on as a guest this week. Check it out. Peltero Pickle, episode 93. We've got a special guest with us. I'm Bobby Tewksbury, joined as always by Chris Colabello. Before we get started, a reminder, send us your questions to pickle at pelotero.com or hit us up on Twitter at Pelotero Pickle. Chris, we got a, a guest named Chris today, Chris Lanzilli of Massachusetts through Wake Forest to Arkansas. So we're going to get to talk some college baseball today. There's a big super regional weekend. Chris Colabello, how are you doing? World Series bound, Paisan, Chris Lanzilli. I thought he'd be a great guest to have. Last year of school, leaves way, goes to Arkansas, and now he's going to the College World Series, and I'm jealous. Christopher, how are you, my man? Hey, I'm just happy to be here. Uh, you know, huge week for us, obviously, and uh, I'm excited for what's to come. So I was down in North Carolina for the regional, and just so you know, I'm going to throw this out there they gave me two t-shirts so i was technically like i'm a unc fan more than i'm an arkansas fan i'm rooting for you actively i want you to know that because you're probably yeah. sound like me and you get a great first name but um i just you know shirts welcome whoever leaves. And they got sick colors i, I respect yeah. it i i want to do a jersey swap with one of their guys See, <laughs> even you understand it. I'm just just letting you know they're not playing the world series against you and you already beat them which is nice so I will be rooting for Arkansas at the World Series, but gear welcome. And the reason I had you on the show, and people won't see it, is they'll see it on social. It's because you hit barrels. So hashtag barrels. Good job. Appreciate it. All right, let's get into your story a little bit because you have a, a, I would say, a pretty interesting story. You're a Northeast guy, which is uh, close to the hearts of myself and Chris because we're Northeast guys. So coming out of high school, you. I'm sure you were very successful. I don't know too much about your – I know you had to be good because you ended up at Wake Forest. What was that whole process like? Take us through kind of your recruiting process. Uh, the transfer portal right now is crazy. So I'm curious because you went through – so you, you have a COVID year. It, the whole landscape is shifting. So I'm curious to know what your experience was like being a Northeast guy heading – Pretty. I will consider Wake Forest down south, right? It's not like yeah. Georgia, I mean, that, we, we got it. We're from yeah. You know, the north. It's, it's not. There's no snow in uh, in March in North Carolina. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so I mean, how'd you kids, end up there? What was that all like? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it was it was a good process. Uh, I was, you know, started my recruiting process my freshman year of high school. I started pretty early. Uh, as like a lot of uh, a lot of kids do. You know, schools. DC local schools like that were, were recruiting me and and uh, a few few bigger time schools down south, um, but I ended up so I was pitching back then. I ended up uh, pitching in a scrimmage against my brother's team at Northeastern University. Uh, ended up tearing my UCL there. This was my sophomore sophomore summer, and you know get the surgery. Can't can't play for a year, uh, but maybe two, three days after I got surgery, I, I went down to Wake, saw that they were, they have these new unbelievable facilities that aren't so new anymore, but they were new when I was, was headed there. Saw all the new facilities, uh, their head coach, Tom Walter was, was 
you know, the man. He seemed like one of those coaches that, that was honest, a genuine dude, and, and I, that's all I was looking for in a coach. And there's a lot of the guys out there that, you know, obviously it's a business and they're businessmen and they they, uh, they do what they got to do, but they're not as not as real to, to your, behind your back uh, as they are to your face. And that kind of hurt a lot of those things. Walt was my guy, so I ended up committing there on the spot. Uh, didn't see any other schools and, you know, had there my freshman year of college. Uh, had some, you know, bumps in the road my, my freshman year. I, I really didn't start off so hot. I was in the, I started off in the lineup every day and, you know, didn't realize how good college baseball was, especially in the ACC. Uh, they were kind of shoving it down my throat <laughs> uh, on the mound and uh, started working my butt off. Towards the second half of the year, I, I started going off. I ended up having nine home runs and hitting 270. But I mean, the first half of the year, I was hitting 100 with no bombs <laughs> and uh, had a pretty ended up having a pretty successful freshman year, but I, I learned a lot that year and it kind of helped me, you know, have success throughout the rest of my college career. Didn't know it would be this long of a college career, but I, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm sticking it through and, you know, obviously had a little bit more success at Wake uh, my sophomore year and um, in my junior year a little bit, but junior year was the COVID year. So I, I uh, it ended up uh, ending in 18 games, but I was I was really uh, primed for that season. I, I thought I was gonna even have an even better year than, than I did my sophomore year, but um, last game ended up going 0 for four, brought my average down like 30 points. So, I mean, I ended up hitting 300, but I, it didn't look like as good of a season as I was having. Um, but I, I was really, you know, set on the draft that year, the five round draft, and I, I thought I played myself into it. Um, ended up not getting taken. Was offered some, you know, free agent deals of twenty thousand that a lot of kids were offered, and I just didn't think it was worth it. So, ended up coming back for the next year, and and was having some real, you know, issues just mentally. I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to be out there on the baseball field. And, uh, you know, wasn't, I just was not that happy in life. wasn't wasn't uh, It wasn't doing that hot wasn't doing so hot and didn't have that great of a year on, on the field um, to say the least. Uh, stats weren't great, wasn't having so much fun and, and uh, team, we didn't make a regional again. So uh, Matt Hobbs, Arkansas pitching coach, he used to be the pitching coach at Wake Forest. We had a pretty good relationship. You know, we, we uh, he's my type of coach, I'm his type of player. So we kind of just like clicked like that. He, he calls me during this this past summer and was just so confident. He says, well, you're coming here. We're going to go to Omaha and we're going to win a national championship. And I didn't say a word until then. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. Like, I'm, I'm coming here and I'm going to experience this. And and uh, so that's that's kind of my journey here. And I haven't looked back and I'm I'm so pumped to be here. Like this place is is crazy. Wake Forest was unbelievable. This place is even even crazier. What's Here we biggest, are. Yeah, what's yeah. the ready biggest for the, Ready for the last part of the prophecy right there. You just got to win it now. That's all. Yeah. I'm hoping uh, my goal is to win a national championship and sign a free agent deal. I don't, I don't really care care what it is, but I'm, I'm trying to play, play, uh, play pro ball. What's the biggest difference between ACC competition and SEC competition? To give some context to that, I'm in Texas now. I was in New Hampshire basically my whole life. 
yeah. seeing the difference between college sports in the Northeast and college sports down here, it's it's a different world. What's yeah. the difference between the ACC and the SEC? Um, people ask me that all the time. I mean, I, I was facing first rounders in the ACC, and and uh, I'd say in terms of competition, it wasn't. It's not crazy different, but the atmospheres in the in the SEC. I mean. Some of them are hard to play. Texas A&M was hard to play in. It was it was a pretty intimidating atmosphere, and I think that kind of fuels the game, kind of brings it more energy. Um, but in terms of talent, I'd say they're pretty similar. I mean, it's not too much of a difference. I I've caught myself watching a lot of college baseball this year. I, I predict I particularly watched your series against Alabama. Um, I watched you guys a couple other times, and and. The SEC to me, it's it, to your point is, it feels like SEC football. Like the stadiums are packed every night. It's just twelve, ten thousand, twelve thousand, eight thousand, whatever. And and then, you know, obviously, I think you're 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 going into the teeth of it every night when you're on the road. Like the series can get uh, pretty grimy. So it's fun. I'm glad for you. You know, it's just it's got to be just like playing at Assumption for me when we had you know eighty two people that were half drunk standing outside the dorms 82? on Saturday mornings. That's a so lot. There were not, like forty six people there. Yeah, there forty six and thirty one of them are parents. So I mean, like yeah, you know, parents and girlfriends only. <laughs> um, I want to know. I want to know. What, did you guys? So I mean, obviously Omaha was. I don't think it, it's foreign to Arkansas baseball, but. Did you guys play this whole year out? Did expectations change at any point during the year? Was there a, a point in time where you thought, hey, maybe this isn't going to happen? Or, or how, how was the season, like, overall? Uh, I mean, we had, at the beginning of the season, that people expected us to be, you know, number one or number two the whole year. And to be honest, it was an up-and-down year. Uh, you know, we went on some win streaks, but we also, you know, we lost three in a row to Alabama, a team that we should probably, you know, at least people say we should probably handle pretty pretty easily. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were, were kind of counting us out. Um, especially, I think some of our fans were kind of down on us and, you know, rightfully so. Um, but in the locker room, I don't think we ever ever really had a doubt. I mean, we knew how much talent we had and, and uh, you know, it's, it's just a regular thing for Arkansas to go to the Caldwell Series or at least Super Regional. So it's like, I, I don't think we we had too much of a doubt. Uh, we just had to figure out a way to get there. And on, and and to be honest, like we haven't gone this far the way that we expected to. We we just expected the power of every team out of the building, and we found ways. Different guys had success uh, than we expected, and and you know you know how it goes in, in seasons, college seasons. Certain guys step up, certain guys are expected, and certain guys are unexpected. But uh, yeah, we, we just figured it out. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty awesome, I think, because, you know, I, I was watching the Supers, and obviously Tennessee got knocked out, which is kind of a big deal, I guess, because of what they it's did huge all year. For us. Yeah, but, I, I mean, it, that's the funny thing. is the number one team, the number one national rank hasn't won the national championship in, like, something like 25 years or something like that. So it doesn't matter where you're ranked during the season. I think that's the challenge with baseball is nobody understands it. I mean, we look at the big league level, and you look at the Red Sox, Three weeks ago, the state of Massachusetts was ready to kick them out, and now they're you know three games over 500. And I think that's that's the beauty of baseball, and and what the tough times can teach you is they give you 
they really let you kind of see who you are throughout the season and, and figure out whether you can bounce back because I think that's the most defining characteristic. And certainly I've followed your coaching staff pretty closely and I, I really like a lot of stuff they talk about. So did that, like, is the is the culture there just like this is what this is who we are, this is we're going to be, whatever comes whatever comes across our plate, whatever we have to face down, we're going to face it down and take on the yeah. challenge every day? I mean – Obviously, you hear of the talent that comes in the Arkansas top five recruiting classes every year. That's that's one thing. But but I mean, other schools get good recruits too. And I think the difference is with Arkansas that they the culture here is. I mean, they they want everybody to be the toughest guy on the field, and toughness is huge here. And I think that's what uh, has helped us you know, have some of the success that we've had this year. Because I mean, we have gone through some, some tough times which all talented people do. But it's, if you're if you're tough, you're going to be able to get through it. If you're not tough, you're not going to be able to get through it. And uh, that's that's something that's huge about it. And, and, you know, whether it's in the weight room or on the field or off the field, they they uh, they kind of show us the ropes. You know, they've been here before. I have a question about, I guess, adversity. I'm curious to see if you think it was adversity. So there was a a recent situation with a certain ESPN radio host talking about one of your teammates transfer yeah. uh, catcher Michael Turner and he basically told him he didn't belong that he wasn't a true Razorback I guess um, how did that affect the team what was that like kind of inside the clubhouse because it seemed like a really this kid had a pretty good year and yeah, he's having a catcher he's a catcher <laughs> And then he had some pretty big hits so far already in the in the playoffs. So yeah, MVP I'm curious about how that about how did that did that help to, to bring the team together? What was that like? Uh, it wasn't as big of a situation within the team as as you'd think, because I mean it was going crazy on Twitter. Uh, within the team, though, we we all just thought it was funny. I mean, guys going crazy on a on a podcast, and uh, nobody really took it seriously. And but. Um, for Michael Turner to win to win the uh, MVPRR regional and kind of shut that guy up was was pretty cool. It's pretty special. But I, I always give Turner a hard time. I was like, you definitely planned saying this on on air because you're making all the money in the world now. <laughs> people people are loving you now. But he's he's uh, he's in a good a great player. He's had a great year and uh, happy for him. Yeah, I think it, it speaks so much to the the fan base and just the culture of what athletics are like not just at arkansas but i mean everywhere down here it's just it's intense it's like uh <clears throat> the northeast is very pro sport focused yeah the red sox the patriots the celtics college down south man it's college sports it is it's intense and it's awesome i love it i think that there's a huge difference pro sports it's like everybody's trying to extend their career they're trying to play longer they're trying to play more years make more money in college you just have this window of time you, you can only play now maybe it's five or six years with Seven, eight, and COVID. Yeah. Yeah. but <laughs> the concept of like you only got this certain amount of time that you can play at this level and it makes it special it's just a really it's a special time in in an athlete's life i think it's a lot of people look back on it as the most fond memories of their athletic career because it's mm -hmm. a bunch of guys that are pulling in the same direction I have, a, I have a direct question for you, kind of, because I've been curious about this, because I haven't talked to you. You and I met a couple years ago on the phone, talking about Italy, mm -hmm. baseball, stuff like that, and 
I've followed you ever since, and I, you know, again, Python from the Northeast, man. I got to take care of you. So, um, what was the transition like going from from Wake to Arkansas? Was were you like nervous at all? I mean, just did you know a lot of the guys on the team already? Like, I know the, the community is much more connected. Like, what was that like? And did you feel any pressure to perform right away when you first started the season? Um, I did not know anybody coming here, but I mean, I knew Tom's the pitching coach, but I didn't know any players, nothing like that. Um, and obviously coming to a big school like this, you, you just, all throughout my college career, you're just, you know, how do I match up with these players? How do I match up with the biggest name schools, all their players? So, I mean, there, there was a little bit of pressure to, to perform because, I mean, at a place like this, if you're not, if you're not performing, you're, you're going to lose your spot. Obviously it's, it's, uh, it's they want to win baseball games. It's not. It's not about whose name is bigger. Who's you know they're not doing favors for anybody. And so the, yeah, there was a little bit of pressure there. But I mean, I I, I had confidence just because I you know had a pretty successful college career and I I'm older now. So I I uh, if anybody's you know a big name coming out of high school, they're supposed to be a stud. I'm I'm still like four years older than them, so I I should have a little bit of an, an advantage. Um, Oh yeah, but it, it, the transition was was I, I was playing. I, I joined the Cape League a little bit late uh, this this past summer. Just uh, wasn't sure if I was going to continue baseball, but I, I joined for the last 10, 15 games, and uh, we had Thursdays off. I visited Arkansas on a Thursday. Was there for like eight hours, then flew back, and uh, I mean, just seeing all the facilities here it's even more than what you'd imagine um so i mean i, I knew i'd have everything i needed to, to kind of make the transition easier there's a there's a whole indoor field inside like it's it's unbelievable um and yeah meeting, meeting all the kids was easy everybody was pretty welcoming so it was a, it was a pretty easy transition well and i i noticed like early in the year i mean you went wire to wire dude i, I you were you are you were and are the best hitter on the team i i you know, it seemed like early you just kind of like, like, uh, like flying under the radar, a little DH, maybe hit fifth or sixth first couple games, and then bam, like four hole, like you became the guy. And I, like I said, I, I talked to some people throughout the SEC, which I think is a testament to to what you mentioned before. How much you feel like that first year? How much you feel like struggling like that and getting opportunity as a freshman really helped you mature. Because I went through the same things, and granted, I did it at a much bigger school, Assumption College, and it was much more pressure and spotlight and stuff like that. But you know, how much do you feel like that helped you be prepared for a moment like moving to a new school this year? I mean, it helped. It helped me a lot, and I was able to handle it. I mean, there are so many talented kids that have had so much success in high school, never failed before, and and just don't know how to handle that adversity. And luckily, I was. I'm saying luckily, but. Uh, I was able to, you know, face that adversity and handle it. Um, and to be honest, to be honest, I didn't have a great fall here, so I, I had to handle that adversity as well. So I had to break through, kind of, kind of get into, into a little bit of a rhythm. Um, so that was something. But it's definitely something that uh, people need to go through in order to have a successful baseball career. Because there's never going to be a guy that's going to have success. From, from the age of 15 to the age of 30, you know, it's, you gotta find a way to handle adversity at some point. 
If you don't, if you don't want the first time it hits you, you, you definitely won't be ready for it. I know that. Well, so, and if you don't handle, if you don't face it at all, then you're probably going to be the best player in the history of the game. So, <laughs> congratulations. And, and, ain't that the truth? That's yeah. probably what Mike Trout feels and, like every day. But yeah, he's struggling well, a little Soto. bit. Yeah, Juan Soto's struggling right now for the first time, probably ever. But he's yeah. still, he's like what, 23? He's still a puppy. Yeah. So he's struggling. He right now. He's hitting. Yeah. He's hitting a 228. Talk to me. Talk to me about. Talk to me about the super regional. What uh, What were the feelings like going into hostile territory? I mean, I've, I experienced that crowd at UNC, and you had, you had kind of lived it before. Did you have any words of wisdom for the guys from Arkansas going in there? Um, and what was what was that super like? I mean, I, obviously, winning the regional in and of itself, I thought was a pretty good accomplishment. Like it's it's not easy to win in the postseason in college baseball because it's two and screw it, you're done. Um, Tell, I, I'm more curious about the super because I felt like it, it was it was really like you guys just locked it in. I, I, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, I mean, pitching and hitting just locked it in at the right time. But uh, obviously going to a familiar territory in the ACC. Um, I haven't been there since my freshman year, but um, I've experienced playing there before. And, and back then they were a top five team. So, I mean, they, it was they were probably a little better back then, but they were they were very similar this year. Um, and you know, I didn't really have any words of wisdom to my team. I mean, we we play in much bigger uh, environments uh, every weekend, so it wasn't wasn't anything crazy. But uh, you know, it was it was cool to be able to take them down. And, and uh, me and Hobbs, the, the pitching coach uh, from Wake, who's now in Arkansas, uh, we were just happy to to do it on their field and and uh, kind of take down. Uh, an old ACC opponent. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I, like I said before, I'd just gotten, I'd gotten my UNC Chapel Hill tour slash got hooked up, and I was like, man, this is a tough one for me because, you know, I'm, again, Paisan from the Northeast. Like, you're not like my guy guy yet, but you're my guy, you know, even yeah, though we're, you know, we're not that close yet. We'll get there. We're just going <laughs> to, oh, in due time, my man. But uh, it's not hard feelings. I think UNC is cool. Uh, it's a yeah. cool place, and and uh, you know, it was one of those schools that when I was in the ACC, it was like one of my dream schools. When I was at Wake, I was like that. That place is so cool. But then you know, having our home crowds at Arkansas, having ten, twelve thousand people there, it's like man, this is a really small, small park. Even though it's packed, <laughs> like yeah. we couldn't get all our fans in there. That was. I, I think that was the crazy thing about the SEC this year. It just seemed. It seemed so competitive and wide open. Like you mentioned, the losses to Alabama, right? And I look at Alabama, and again, I followed them pretty closely. And that team—they beat Tennessee this year. They, they won a game just about against just about everybody. They had, I think, six or seven one-run losses, and in the blink of an eye, they could have been a you know top twenty-five team. I think they were for a yeah. second. And but that's the, the parity in that conference, and it's it's amazing. I think that's kind of manifested itself in the SEC tournament really and you just saw how how good everybody was you better come with it every weekend or else it's uh it's gonna be a challenge you know yeah to, everybody to was beating up on to. everybody was beating up on each other and you know to see a team like Mississippi State and not make a regional it's like holy crap this this side of the conference is really dominating each other it was and uh to your point I, th I thought Alabama was was gonna make a regional I was surprised they didn't yeah, they, they were had the last a couple four losses. Hour, right? Were they? Yeah. They were close. Well, it probably ended up being last six, even though they made the run 
in in the in the SEC tournament. It just yeah. it was so like they had a couple grimy losses. Like they lost to UAB, I think, during the year. You know, a couple midweeks here and there that they shouldn't have lost. And then you know, one run game here. One they, they had the a weekend against Mississippi State. They had both games won. The first two games they had won, and gave up big homers late to to lose and then one to tie i think one to lose one to one to tie one to lose and they give another home it's crazy man like that that conference was awesome and i think obviously to your point before is a lot of a lot of talent there that's gonna be on a big diamond on a big league diamond real soon so your success to me represents that you belong and i'm gonna do everything i, I can to help you get an opportunity but more than anything right sure. now, what do you what do you what are you most excited about with Omaha, dude? Like, is this first time for you? Like, what? Like, even just going there, or have you ever been the? I mean, you hit the home run derby, right? You said. Yeah. So uh, it's my this is gonna be my second time going there. My first time uh, going there for the College World Series, obviously. But uh, twenty nineteen, I was in the College World Series there. Um, it was an awesome time. Great place, and you know, stadium holds thirty thousand people. It was an unbelievable experience there. But uh, yeah, I don't. It hasn't really registered uh, that that we're headed there to play in the College World Series yet. Like I'm not, I'm excited, but I'm not knowing what to expect yet. Um, but I'm just super excited about it again. And uh, you know, I know there's going to be a lot going on before we even play games. There's media stuff. There's you know, dinners we got to do. There's a ton of stuff going on. So you got to get me a shirt, bring it back, something cool. Like, I mean, yeah, I'll get you something. Make sure it has a, something Razorbacks on it too. I'm representing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when you went there for the world for the home run derby, did you participate in all the media stuff or was it? Yeah. Um, so we. What, we, what me and my was brother, that experience like? Yeah. Um, so I brought my brother as as the guy who was going to throw to me, and uh, he hadn't thrown me BP in years. I just I thought it'd be a really cool experience, and uh, it was. Uh, he ended up. Getting the yips a little bit though, uh, so we didn't have as much success as we wanted to. But um, we had, you know, a, a big thing on ESPN just on our brothers, and we're, we grew up playing baseball with each other and uh, playing on the same teams all the time. They made it a pretty cool thing. Um, but yeah, that's, that was one of the cooler experiences in my baseball career. Even though I think I came in either last or second to last, I hit six home runs and. Uh, but we we had a pretty good time that night. <laughs> later later in the night. So every one of us on the show has a home run derby story. I'm gonna tell mine first. So my first one was in the NECBL, blacked out, like 14 guys hitting. I didn't know who to have throw to me. We're at Vermont, and the, the guy from Keene. Everybody's like, the guy from Keene's the best BP thrower. Blah, blah blah. Like, and I was like, all right, you're gonna throw to me because we had one of our coaches from Mill City, the, the Lowell team in NECBL, Todd Carroll, who's the assistant coach at MIT. And uh, he threw terrible BP. And I'll tell him that to his face. It's bad, whatever. So the guy from Keene, two guys before me put up a donut. And I'm like, he just goose egged two guys in a row. I got to go with my guy, right? So go out there. And it's you know still 10 outs at the time. It wasn't timed or anything like that. So I'm not swinging at everything. So the, the first pitch I take, and he pipes it right down the middle. I was like, that's perfect. Stay right there. Next six pitches, all balls. Not even close, right? And I'm like... All right, crowd's getting antsy. I better swing. And Tooks was on the team. He's in the it's, dugout that's watching where we this. really met for the first time. Yeah. So, yeah, first uh, first swing, like, 
Hopper to third, like just 17 hopper to third base. Next swing, I think I swung and missed. And then he threw like 11 balls in a row again. So now the announcer's doing the thing, and everybody's restless. And he's like, one out on Colabello, and I had two outs. And I was like, I think he missed it out. Let's keep going. So finally, I started hitting some homers. I ended up going in the second round. I think I had five or six. And it's a college home run derby with Wood in a you know summer league. My next home run derby story, going to Reno, AAA, all-star game. I'm, I have a billion homers at the break. And Reno's supposed to be like the homer haven of the world. Like, hey, everybody's like, ball flies there. High left field wall. I'm like, all right, tight. They made me hit second. No BP on the field, right, before. I am pounding balls into the wall. I can't hit one out. I put up a goose egg in the AAA home run derby. The next dude comes up behind me and he hit a ball on top. Like, it was a pop-up to second, and it went out. And I was like, oh, so all you needed to do was hit it 800 miles in the air. So I have two polar opposite home run derby stories. One was good, one was bad. But my last home run derby experience, I had zero. So six is a lot, Chris. Good job. Yeah. Well, at least you had one one good experience. Mine was last place, one one for one. Yeah. Well, Bobby's Bobby got to the second round. He didn't get the gifts when he was thrown. He threw the home run derby to Donaldson in 2015, and uh, you know, oh, really? funny lead. I didn't throw, but I got a cool. That. I got an Albert Pujols bat out of it. Look at that. Man, that's yeah, pretty cool. I, I got the pitch. So. Uh, I can I empathize with your uh, with your brother. I didn't get the yips. I threw pretty good. I threw better in the second round than the first round, but we had a we were chasing a number in the first round. It's easier to chase a number than to post a number. Right. That's yeah, that's what I learned. But it was the timing format. Did they do the was it time format or was it just we, we did the timing for uh, timing format. Yeah. <clears throat> it's hard. Way better. It's intense. You get to swing at everything. It's a time there format. Was, uh, it's, swing at it's a way better experience as a fan. It's a way better. It's so much better. But it's a lot yeah. of pressure. In the, there was a, there was in, a lot of kids uh, behind home plate. I mean, I think there was a, a good amount of people there. Um, kids behind home plate, like chirping at my brother. <laughs> uh, so it made it a whole lot worse for him. He had never been in the crowd like that before. So, you know, I empathize with them. I've never, been, the, I've never the, been in front of uh, 40,000 in a live TV audience either. It's, it's yeah. hard. No, it's I hadn't hard. either, but I had been to, in front of at least a, a good amount of people at the time. The the beauty of being the hitter there is like you can't really get booed. Even if you put up a goose egg, you're like, well, you hit a lot of homers during the season. The thrower, all the pressure's on you. All yeah. the pressure's on you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And honestly, it gives me a crutch when people are like, oh, what place did you come? And I'm like, ah, last, but and I just blame my brother. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Blame it on him. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, a good brotherly well, thing I'm to do. Su- I'm super excited for you, man. This is going to be really cool. When are you guys leaving for Omaha? I'm assuming we're leaving tomorrow days, morning. Right? Uh, tomorrow at like 10 a.m. So, so. We'll get out there what's the whole logistics of that? Like, do they do you have an itinerary emailed to you? Like, buses at this time, flights at this time is a charter flight. Yeah, <clears throat> like I you mean, got, you got to have like that's, khakis and polo. What's the what do you what's the travel day like for you? I mean, since it's so hot, we'll, we'll wear shorts, but we got to wear polo. And uh, yeah, we do get an itinerary. Um, You're gonna get geared up out there. Oh yeah, that's what I, that's what I hear. Um, so we usually there's a there's an airport, small airport. I think it's only for Arkansas sport or sports people and, and people flying into the games and everything. Uh, we we drive over there and and uh, you know hop on the flight and that, that's one of the things that was that was a big difference coming here from Wake. Like even they would charter for a regional or a super regional, but we charter everywhere, even if it's a three-hour drive it's unbelievable football budget you got the football and basketball budget there yeah it's it's 
people don't realize here, but we're we're pretty spoiled. <laughs> like I, I felt spoiled at Wake, and I'm even more spoiled here. And it's kind of cool to have been at another place and have that perspective. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll be flying out to Omaha tomorrow. We got we got night ten. I haven't looked at it, but good good, good <laughs> gotta, snacks gotta on the plane. Ten a.m. What's the snack situation on the Arkansas charter flight? Pretty good. Um, what, what do you mean? Like in terms of what? Snack. Probably like you guys quinoa, quinoa and like brown What's rice and chicken. No, Come on. no, not healthy. So on the way home, so we just go 0-2 from the SEC tournament. Everybody's, you know, pretty down. We just lost two games. The coaches are pissed. Everything's, you know, as negative as it can be. So we get on the, the flight uh, back home from the SEC tournament and I'm smelling something burning and I'm like, what? the heck could that be I, I go to bed i go to sleep for a second wake up to the lady bumping me and she's like do you want a fresh cookie out of the oven do they got cookies and milk a- after two nice. losses in the sc tournament we were just like wow we're getting spoiled even though we just sucked it's all right and let's say it got you right that's a little comfort food i tell people this all the time everybody's on this health and nutrition kick and shit and i'm like listen guys the year i won the triple a mvp Every night, I had a choice to turn. I'd leave the ballpark in Rochester, and I could turn right to get to my hotel. I stayed in a hotel in Rochester. I was up and down that year. Or I could turn left to go to McDonald's. Let me tell you something. Like, McDonald's called my name every night, and I got a McChicken, a McDouble, and a McFlurry. And let me tell you something, kid. That shit had hits in it because I was getting two to three knocks a day. And I was like, well, I got to do it again. I had two knocks yesterday. I had three the day before. Like, that shit like comfort food has knocks if you take an offer like you can't be eating quinoa and grilled chicken like you need something like good like delicious like i had this conversation yeah. with tula whiskey one time i was like you need comfort food after you lose like and go for so that's what the cookies did and now look what so, happened you're going on so that reminds me I, I forgot i left out this little detail but uh when i was struggling my freshman year so my my buddy uh bob seymour he was a stud at wake forest he it, he just hit 22 bombs last year. He hit 322 bombs. Um, I think he went through. He didn't struggle as much as I did freshman year, but he went through a stretch where he wasn't hitting so hot either. Uh, so after any tough night of hitting, we we made it a ritual to go to McDonald's and order. We would have to spend 25 bucks at least each. He he would spend a little more. Right. I mean, he was a bigger guy, but we we would get everything in the house. 25 dollars each. We would demolish food there and i think it helped me i think you're right chris i think it would comfort food has hit no free ads this is mcdonald's ad right comfort comfort food that's a lot of food at mcdonald's 50 dollars worth of food but it's he was young he needed the calories it's fine a lot of food bro what keith bargard used to make keith bargard's a hitting coach in the dodgers organization now one of our good friends one of the he was in my wedding party and keith would make me eat four double chibis after we'd take a protein shake after we'd lift. It's like, bro, you gotta get the calories in. It's like, it doesn't matter where you get them from. And I was like, all right. And by the way, just FYI, I've said this before, you can't pull fat. That's why I'm deciding to get in good shape now that I'm not a baseball player anymore and I'm a professional software slash podcaster slash contenter. Yeah, I mean, that's, that stuff works. Same. It's yeah. period, it works. Twenty five. What was your? What would you order for twenty five dollars? Can you give us a breakdown of with that? I think I would order a few number fives. Uh, yeah. I remember it was the crispy chickens or uh, 
chicken sandwich. We're gonna chicken sandwich. It was just a chicken sandwich uh, with fries, obviously. I ordered a few yeah. of those and a couple That's of like thirteen, burgers. at least. But it, yeah. I'm thinking like dollar menu. If you go no, dollar you menu, can't. like no. double. Ch- we, we, you go hard. Get, like, no, you get two ten McDoubles, yeah. some <laughs> twenty piece nugget, two no, some fries. Listen, I got a twenty McFlurry. Easy twenty five dollar order. You get like a double quarter pounder meal or the the, the, the ritzy chicken sandwich one. That's at least eight bucks for one of those. Yeah. You get two of those, throw in another quarter pounder and another sandwich. That's man, that's manageable, dude. A McFlurry as well. Yeah, you gotta, have the, you gotta have the dessert and maybe yeah. like an apple pie or two, and you're good. That's yeah, twenty five bucks. I, that's actually one of that. I had that every time. I Done deal. I I'd eat the shit out of that right now. McDonald's. <laughs> if you want to advertise with us, call us. We just hooked it up. Like, yeah. I, I Perfect time you, that's, for a, NIL. that's a that's a three hit day the next day. I could tell the Edward Encarnacion <laughs> hot dogs and pizza story right now, but like that's gonna take too long, and my man's gonna get his rest. But Chris, if you want to hear the story one day, we'll talk about it off the air. All right, we'll talk. We'll do. All right. Hey, should, listen, man. Thanks McDonald's for coming on. Yeah. I got one more I question. It, I got one more question. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, you guys open up with Stanford. Yeah. They just they just took out UConn. Pretty good team, number two ranked team in the country. Have you guys started talking about them? Obviously, it's a different conference. Probably haven't watched too many of their games this year. What's the game plan like? What's a typical like game prep for you guys in this situation? You guys going to watch tape, get scouting reports? What's the deal? So this is a little different because we played them uh, at the beginning of the year. We played them in yeah, Frisco, yeah, Texas. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, they, they put a good beating on it. It was 5-1, but it, should, it, it was a little bit uglier than that. And, but that was a total, like, it's, it's a whole new season now. We're, we're hot right now. Everything's clicking. So I think that they're, I don't, I don't know what even seen, but I, I'd imagine they're probably expecting that they're taking us a little bit lightly and, uh, they're not gonna, I don't think they're going to be ready for what's coming, but, um, here's my advice. Do what UConn did in the first game. Yeah. Oh, we'll try. And don't, but, don't, maybe, maybe don't give up the six homers in the last inning or whatever to make it close. Yeah, Just luckily we have a it's bit, easy. They hit eight. <laughs> luckily we have a little bit deeper of a pitching staff than uh, the UConn. But I mean, yeah. UConn's a great team. They, they're, I always say they're the best team in the Northeast. For sure. Um, but back to your back to your question, Bobby. Uh, uh, we we watch film a, a lot, um, and our coaches show us all the all the analytics, all the numbers that the pitchers have, where their hot zone hot, hot zones are, um, and just kind of what they can do. Um, all, all their tendencies, there's percentages, there's, there's so many things. Sometimes it's a little too much, so I, I'll, you know, I'll watch a little bit on my own, and you know, sometimes I'll check out a little bit. Or, but uh, yeah, we we prepare a lot. We we look at some of their bullpen arms and, and uh, a lot of video, a lot of analytics, a lot, a lot of all the all the new number stuff. I was first team all blackout during our scouting meetings. I just I go in the scouting meeting at the beginning of the series. I'd be like, yeah. I, like, I remember. I'll watch, him throw, I'll watch him throw eight warm-up pitches. I'll know what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. That sometimes that's that's what you need. Like I remember at Alabama, um, I was pretty hot, and you know I, I showed up to the game after going to a uh, our scouting report meeting, and I was like, "Is there a righty or a lefty on the mound?" And somebody was like, "We just had a meeting on the kid," and uh, I ended up having a good game that game. So I mean, sometimes you just See? gotta think think less. That's what you gotta do. That's what yeah. I tell our freshmen. The less you think, the better you do. There's you a time and place for everything. There's a time and place for all of it. You know, it's just everything's got its own place. So I don't know if you cut out, but can you hear us? 
It might be a phone pizza die situation. situation. Yeah. <clears throat> well, well, we were wrapping up anyway, so we, go ahead, wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, we. Chris, thanks for having us. We wish you nothing but the best. Good luck in Omaha, my man. And uh, oh, he's back. I'm we're back. wishing you nothing but the best. I was about to back. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna cut we're gonna cut out anyway, man. Good luck, dude. We're 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 rooting for you. You got two Arkansas fans now, Bobby. I just made you one. I don't care if you want to be Patrick three. So like we're 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 all rooting for you. We're team Razor, right, team Razorbacks. Go get them, kid. All right. I appreciate you having me, and uh, it's nice to meet you guys. If you guys need to win a couple couple knots, McDonald's, I'm sure is right down the street. All right. So <laughs> appreciate it, man. And all right, on guys, that note. Pickle, oh!